Cities. Good morning, pet appreciators, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, along with Dr. Nicole Perrault, who's back here today. Happy to have you on again, Dr. Nicole. How are you doing this morning? Good. I'm doing I'm doing well. It's good to be back as well. How are you? I am good, good, good. I'm not wearing my long johns. <laughs> first day, first day, and I, I feel free. I feel free. Still have long pants, still have a long shirt, but I've got my flip-flops on, and so I feel like I'm halfway to summer, and I'm really happy. Doesn't take much for me, that's for sure. But pet appreciators, I hope that you um, have had a chance to um, enjoy the warmer weather. Boy, doesn't it feel good, and I bet your dogs and and cats are loving that. Um, But we want to, again, welcome you to the Pet Connection Show. Uh, Dr. Nicole, our veterinarian host, is on today. So we want to encourage any phone calls that you might have related to um, health, medical, that kind of thing. Um, she's the perfect person to ask and give feedback about. So um, I just want to throw out the, the call-in line. Um, so always feel free to call. It doesn't have to be topic-related at all. Um, 952-946-9400. 6205-952-946-6205. But before we get into a top, the topics, and I have a lot that I want to cover today, um, pet appreciators, I want to cover some obesity issues, especially with dogs over the long and cold, bitter cold winter. Um, I want to talk about a, a study uh, for uh, dogs and bone cancer. And I also want to talk about opioid prescriptions and how some how how uh, vet prescriptions are being taken advantage of that. Um, not not the vets themselves, but people who have these addictions. And I just want to talk a little bit about that as well, because that's such a crisis in our country this uh, you know lately for many years. And um, and I just want to talk about that too, just to make sure everybody's aware and um, not afraid to to have conversations. And if you have some of these extra meds at home and that kind of thing, what um what you need to be you know thinking about or whatever, just being prepared for. So those are some of the topics that I want to talk about. But because Dr. Nicole and I were both so crazy busy, we don't always have time to chat with each other, you know, before the show, just some quick texts and that kind of thing. So I'm always curious to find out, you know, what's new with with the rescue at your clinic, Tough Start, T-U-F-F, Tough Start Rescue, um, and any updates that you might want to share. And maybe you have some, maybe you don't. Sure. Well, there's always, it's always a hop in place. So um, I guess, you know, we took in, I think since the last time, I'm not sure if I had updated you guys on Miss Monroe, the little cat. I think we talked about her. Um, but she was a very complicated case. Um, she ended up having a, just a huge blood clot in her bladder for an unknown reason. And then she bled likely into her bladder, um, needed to have blood transfusions, um, just days. She was hospitalized for a week, and now she's out and um, acts like nothing happened. <laughs> and she's been to two different you know, facilities in the metro, and everybody's just like, what a weird case. And I'm like, of course, of course she would come to my rescue. <laughs> um, but she's doing very well. Um, the thought was that her significant bleed into her bladder caused her to be very, very anemic, which is why she needed the blood transfusions. Um, but it, but what happened when she became so anemic is it affected her heart. So her heart, she actually went into like a congestive heart failure um, and, you know, needed to be on heart medications and things like that. And now this week um, we're trying to slowly wean her off of the one heart medicine that she's on and then get her back into a cardiologist and just repeat everything um, just to make sure everything is back to normal. Uh, the blood clot is gone. We did look at that with an ultrasound last week. So very, very weird. Um, and then I guess one kind of fun update for everybody is that I have Petri at my house this weekend. Oh, are you pet <laughs> so he's the, Yeah, just for the weekend. He, um, he He's kind of doing some kind of naughty German Shepherd behavior. So we're trying to trying to work through some of that because he's at his foster to adopt home and he may not, it might not be the right fit um, for him or for them. And they're pretty heartbroken, but they, uh, they like to travel all over with their dogs. Like they have an RV that they take their dogs camping. They go all over and he is just a barking fool right now. So we're trying really hard to see, okay, what are you doing? I know this is a lot of German shepherd behavior, but 
that's not okay. <laughs> so we're doing some boot camp this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's about 49 pounds now. So it's just amazing since he was eight pounds when I met him. Oh, wow. Okay, first of all, how many hats do you wear, Dr. Nicole? <laughs> Sounds well, like I'm definitely not a trainer, but I'm trying here. <laughs> um, I want it to work out. I'm serious. I just want yeah. it to work out, you know, for him. You know what I mean? Like, no no more families. I want it to work out because this would be family number three. So I just, you know, I mean, he's original. And then you guys are like a family, you know, and then the foster yep. hopefully soon to adopt family. That's three in less than a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. He's only 10 months. So, yeah. And I mean, he's, I do think, you know, a lot of what he's doing is German Shepherd, you know, anything. Like, he saw my reflection in the window at the clinic, and he started barking, wagging his tail. I'm like, I'm standing right next to you. That is my reflection. <laughs> so, like, doing kind of, like, nutty things like that. And then we went to PetSmart, and I took his can of food with his little, like, baby spoon <laughs> and um, just, like, socialized him there for, like, an hour and a half. And he did pretty well. But anytime he saw, two like, dogs on the leash, he, like, went ballistic. And that's just not him. Like, he loves dogs. He goes to doggy daycare. He you know, loves my dogs. I mean, they hate him, but he loves them. Um, so it's just odd. And I don't know if it's just leash related, like he has anxiety or, or what he's doing. But, um, but yeah, he he's, he's doing okay. But I think he's just a little bit of a naughty teenager German Shepherd right now. <laughs> you know, I was going to say the same thing, because he has a lot of time to to make up in terms of puppyhood. Yeah. I mean, he missed out on so much that it only makes sense that some of these behaviors are coming out, well, naturally now, but um, maybe even a little stronger because he just has, he's had so much, he missed out. You know, he missed out on months and months of of that socialization and, and how to be in public and no dog will be perfect, but you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah. and so... But if they travel a lot in an RV, well, an RV and a puppy, is there enough room to really burn the energy? You know what I mean? Right. And if he's so, I just don't think he's going to be um, the type of dog that, like even out in the yard this morning, he saw the neighbor. We don't even have that close of neighbors, but he's doing that whole like German Shepherd loud bark. And I mean, it scares people. <laughs> I'm like stop it. He's wagging his tail the whole time, but I'm like, oh my goodness. The neighbors are going to be like, great, did they get a German Shepherd? Because <laughs> he looks so different than the cute, tiny little sad sack that he was before. So they probably don't recognize who he is. But I know. So I, I think in a perfect world, you know, his perfect home is definitely someone with a lot of Shepherd experience um, and a really strong dog-savvy leader, you know, who maybe isn't so busy you know they they lead more of a um kind of a homebody life but they can really work with his training because his foster family is just phenomenal i love them so much um and they're you know they they really wanted a therapy type of dog that would go and read to they could sit when they read to the autistic children they do a lot with that um and that's you know he always seemed like he'd be such a perfect fit for that but he's as he's growing he's showing that maybe that's not the right fit for him so we're just trying to I just want to find the right spot for him, and um, we'll see. But we're just going to keep doing some boot camp today. <laughs> wow. Well, it sounds like you've got a full weekend. And so, I one, I appreciate you calling in today. Um, and, and, yeah, I appreciate that update. But it's – it's it, when you're talking just now about the stages that he was going through and how you thought this was going to be a good fit, and so did they, and maybe it still will be. You know, um, there's lots to do and and lots of options. Um, but, you know, often it's, it's people put a lot of effort, you know, and, and good for them in trying to figure out what's the best dog, you know, and they're especially if they're getting a puppy, you know, those those especially purebred puppies. And it's not necessarily the case with Petri, but, hey, they're expensive, Um and so it's a big financial commitment right off the bat um, and doing a lot of research and, you know, all that kind of thing. And, and I totally get that and good for everybody that does that. But they do go through different stages, like what you want and what you think you're going to get. And if you think you've got a really good match for your lifestyle and your family, et cetera, you know, it, they, they will go through stages. They won't be exactly what 
the research says are going to be for the full 10 to 15 years of their lives. And so, um, you know, that's where trainers come in and doggy daycares and, you know, dog walking services and blah, 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 and um, friends and family to kind of help through those harder times. But veterinarians, et cetera, Nicole, who's a magician as well. No, I'm just kidding. But every every single hat um, um, that you could possibly wear in terms of of the lives of dogs and cats. But, you know, it it is, it is, you think, well, this will be a great dog for this part of our lives, you know, and to do these things with us. And, um, but, but dogs might have their own agenda and their genetics might have their own agenda and what they need to be doing at certain times during their growth cycle. So it is, it's hard to, to find a fit, but there's definitely a lot of give and take there um, when you're getting a new dog and trying to find the right fit. That's for sure. I totally, yes, I totally agree with that because, you know, initially I would have never suggested like uh, thinking about a German shepherd being like a therapy dog. Yes. Some of them are very calm and lazy. They'd be perfect, but a lot of them are rowdy and they, you know, they, they may not like all of that social activity, but then Petrie was so different because he like literally went everywhere with me. You know, like we went to Petco, we, you know, he was at the clinic meeting dogs all the time. He loves every person. So we just thought, oh my gosh, you know, he'll be perfect. But then when he grew, he started to grow in real, he was like, oh my goodness, I'm no longer sick and fragile. I am like a horse now. I can play and be crazy. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> so, and we're actually going to head right into a commercial break, but I'd, I'd love to hear your, your final thoughts on that here and, and just uh, on the other side of the break. Stay with us, pet appreciators. Fire up, Minnesota. Warner Stellion's Grill Expo is Sunday, noon to 4. See the world's best gas, charcoal, and pellet grills in action. Buy at Warner Stellion's guaranteed lowest price, and you still get trusted free professional assembly, free delivery, free haul-away, 18 months zero-interest financing, and three free products from no-name meats and seafood. Test drive your next grill and get a smoking hot deal. Noon to 4 Sunday at all 10 Warner Stellion stores. Hey, this is Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Join me and Desi Doyen weeknights on AM 950 at 7 p.m. for the Bradcast. One hour of interviews, analysis, news, and snark that you need but won't get from the corporate media. Join me for the Bradcast, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Most of us try to be careful about how we eat and the safety of our food. At Total Dog Company, we believe in giving our dogs nutritious, safe food, too. We offer a variety of kibble, canned and frozen and dehydrated raw foods. We study ingredient lists of every food we sell, and we don't sell products that are primarily vegetable protein or that contain generic proteins, byproducts, fillers, or artificial preservatives. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. I'm Rick Unger. You've heard the screamers. You've heard the shouters, the haters, the beraters. Well, now it's time to listen to a real conversation, a rational conversation. Now it's time for the Rick Unger Show. Listen to the Rick Unger Show every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stream at am950radio.com or search KTNF on the TuneIn app. At the Home Depot, the start of spring means it's time to add Vigoro and EarthGrow colored mulch to your list and your cart. Right now, get five bags at a special buy, just 10 bucks. Mulch helps retain soil moisture in shades of red, brown, or black. Hey, it's nice out. Today is the day for doing and mulching. With Vigoro and EarthGrow colored mulch, five bags, 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 per customer. Continental U.S. only. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. 
you're just joining us, you're listening to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hey, our call-in number is 952-946-6205. And as always, we love to hear from you. Doesn't matter if it's topic-related or not. Um, Dr. Nicole is with us today, Kathy Menard, um, here on the other, talking on the microphone right now. Um, Nicole was giving us a, a really fun but interesting update on Petrie. You know, the German Shepherd pup that she, that was part of her rescue group that she literally nursed, um, you know, nursed to health and, um, you know, was very instrumental in his number of surgeries and that kind of thing. And, and just a quick update on that. But I know you wanted to finish your sentence, Dr. Nicole, and I, and I, and I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's okay. Just, just the fact that, you know, like you were saying, they, these dogs go through different stages and, you know, in my eyes, you know, he's always been this weak, tiny, little, fragile little baby that went everywhere. You know, we'd worked really hard, you know, to socialize him. But when he came to us, he was already 17 weeks old. So he kind of missed that very formidable part in the very beginning. Um, he probably did fine with his breeder and all of that, but um, we didn't know him then. And so it's just interesting, like you said, how they go through different stages. Because now he is like a teenager and he is strong and there's nothing wrong with him. And he's kind of kind of a little stinker pants right now so now we're in a different stage like you said (laughs) yeah yeah just so interesting i was not expecting that as an update (laughs) you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so but um but no i'm happy for him and i really hope it works out for them you know again finding that medium point of what your lifestyle is like what you think this dog would was going to be and um but also being flexible enough to adjust to what he really needs and genetically what he's, you know, going to naturally go yep. through no matter what. So yep. um, just very, 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 very interesting. And, and man, have we all been there with, with dogs, right? Thinking that we're getting one thing. And actually, sometimes it turns out to be okay. But there's always surprises, no different than children. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about, well, there's a lot of stuff I want to, I want to get to today, but um, obesity, you know, the weather's nice. We can get out there and get moving again with the dogs in a more serious kind of way. And I'm, I'm focusing mostly on obesity with, with, well, actually just with dogs. I didn't really want to get into cats and overweight stuff today. Um, but just because the weather is, out, you know, turning nicer and um, I'm sure many of us, uh, don't feel bad if you're one if you're a pet owner whose weight dog has gained some weight over the the cold winter. Don't feel bad about that. Don't beat yourself up. But as of today, start making some changes for um, appropriate weight loss, appropriate to what your dog's health needs are, and what they physically can handle. You know that kind of thing. And Dr. Nicole is a perfect person to talk about that. Um, you know, for me. Moderation, moderation, moderation. Don't overdo it. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, now we're going to run around the lake. We haven't done that for three months, but today we're going to do it all the way around the lake. Good clip. You know what I mean? Nuh-uh. I don't think so. Um, so I, I, I'm anxious to hear what Dr. Nicole can say about um, appropriate exercise, getting the weight down, appropriate, you know, diet, measuring meals. Don't, you know, if your dog eats a scoop, make sure it is a scoop. Um, you know, especially if he or she needs to lose some weight. But I'll, I'll turn that over to you, Dr. Nicole. I'm anxious to take notes and, and listen to what you have to say. Well, I think it's a great topic right now because this winter was brutal. I feel like this was one of the most brutal winters, um, I guess, in my memory of, you know, the long drives to the clinic. <laughs> um, and so I, a lot of the dogs, the majority of the dogs are coming in overweight for their annual exams and things like that. And it, it's part of my daily conversation is like oh we've got a little extra weight you know here and they're like yeah the winter and I'm like I know (laughs) so so definitely don't feel bad like Kathy said Um, I think the the biggest thing is if you're if you're kind of confused as to what weight your dog should be just schedule an appointment to have the veterinarian feel your dog's body and give them a body condition score so at our clinic we use excuse me we use the nine point scale and so your ideal lean body weight is going to be five out of nine. Um, of course, like zero and one would be severe emaciation and then eight, nine are, are morbidly obese patients. Um, and so once we do that, we're able to then kind of give you an idea of how many percentage points your dog is overweight. So the majority of the dogs that I see on a daily basis are probably like 
oh, six and a half to sevens out of nine. Um, there are some nine out of nines, unfortunately, and lots of cats. Um, but once we do that, we can say, okay, if your dog is a seven out of nine body condition score, that probably means that I can't really feel individual ribs. I can't feel a tail base. There's just too much padding around the whole dog. And so seven out of nine would mean that they're 20% overweight. Six out of nine would mean that they're 10% overweight and so on. And that works for underweight as well. You just go 10% per the digit. And so if I have a dog who's 20% overweight, what I'm going to do is calculate what their ideal weight would be. And that's what we feed them for. So, you know, if, if your dog weighs 60 pounds, but I say that they should be 50, judging by my exam and the formula, we would want to feed them for that lean 50-pound weight. Um, and there's a formula we send at home all day long with people, like this is how many calories they should eat. Um, you can go online um, and, and figure out how many calories are in your dog's food, and then that tells you how much of that diet to actually feed twice a day or as often as, as the meals that you feed. Um, certainly exercise is a huge part of it, like Kathy mentioned, um, and in moderation, of course, um, you know, trying to get them out and get them moving. I know we're not talking about cats, but some people even like throwing the cats like kibble down the hallway and making them run for it. That's a great source of activity, um, you know, even for some dogs. Um, the biggest thing I think that people have a problem with is treats. I think they don't realize the food that they're, the treats that they're giving sometimes are so high in calorie. Like there is a certain bone out there that's um, pretty common. And that, that little bone treat, it's an edible treat, has like 800 calories in it. <laughs> and that could be the amount of calories for a, like a Labrador for the day. So Whoa. if they're getting one of those, I know. Wow. <laughs> that really, sorry, didn't mean to, yeah. But that's, do you know what bone that is? Yeah, it's called the busy bone. <laughs> they, um, I remember years ago, my sister's boxer, um, Ellie, she loved those. And every time I would go home, I was like, why is Ellie so obese? And, jo- and she was obese, but she was overweight for the for the boxer that she was, active dog. And Jolene was like, I don't know. I'm, fe- I'm feeding her exactly what you told me to feed her. And they said, well, what treats are you feeding? And she said, well, she just gets a busy bone a couple times a week. And I was like, okay. So I looked at it and it said 750 or 800 calories per bone. And I was like, oh my goodness. So, so yeah, I think I would never have thought that. I would have thought, oh, it's a treat. It maybe has 100, 200 calories, but yeah, 750 to 800, at least a couple of years ago. So I think you just have to be really, really cautious with what we're feeding them because it's usually the treats. It's, that's the main problem. Right. And a lot of people use treats for training or a lot of people use treats like at the door if the dogs have issues, you know, when somebody comes to the door or deliveries, especially if they have a lot of deliveries. So there's a lot of noise at the door throughout the day. You know, I always have the treat bag ready right there. Distract, distract. And, (laughs) um, you know, it's not a bad idea, but there are other options you know, you don't, you don't always have to sh- shove a treat in a dog's face to get them to pay attention to you, you know. Um, and so, but you're right. When I, uh, um, when I, when I board, um, oftentimes, I can't even finish my sentence because we're going into a commercial break. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the time. I was thinking about those calories and those treats. Okay, stay with us, pet appreciators. We'll jump right back into this conversation on the other side. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. It's Greek to Me has big news. They are now open for lunch, Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's right, you asked and they listened. Enjoy lunch amongst their new marketplace. If you can't join them in-house, make sure to check out their delivery services and remember them for your home or office takeout and catering. Visit It's Greek to Me on the corner of Lake and Lindale in Minneapolis at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at www.itsgreektomemn.com. 
Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. It's amazing. After you take a shower or bath, you just feel better about yourself. Refreshed and clean and confident. Your home doesn't have feelings, but if it did, that's how it feels when Zero Res cleans the carpet and air ducts. Kick off your freshest spring cleaning yet and get three rooms of carpet cleaning by Zero Res for just 139 bucks. Call 952-ZERO-RES or book online anytime at ZeroResMinnesota.com. Zero Res. Spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we could see showers with a high near 63. Tonight's mostly clear with a low around 43. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 65. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 52. And Wednesday, cloudy with a high near 40. Tax day is approaching and Moe's Tax Service has been working for you, not the IRS, since 1971. Come to Moe's for personal taxes, business taxes, audit representations, and more. They're located in Highland Park in St. Paul. And more information at moestax.com. Welcome back, Pet Appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard, your host, along with Dr. Nicole Perrault, our co-host, is um, calling in today from her home in Wisconsin. Um, So again, we're so happy to have you with us, Dr. Nicole. We were talking, um, a current topic anyways, obesity in dogs. And you were just going to finish a thought that you had, Dr. Nicole, and I had to interrupt you because of the commercial break. Oh, I just, yeah, I just think, um, just kind of recapping on everything you said, just in moderation with the exercise, um, being very, very cautious with treats. Um, and you were, you know, mentioning that, you know, there, there are other ways to positively reinforce their behavior other than food, um, or using just very, very low calorie, healthy snacks. So like my dogs love blueberries. Like I could throw them a blueberry and they think that is amazing. (laughs) So I feel like, Something like that, um, little pieces of a carrot or a green bean, you know, things like that. If you need to use treats, um, I think those are great options. Um, with Petrie, when I was, you know, mentioning that, I just will take his canned dog food because that's, you know, he still needs to eat um, sometimes by a spoon. <laughs> and so we just took his can and his, like a little baby spoon into the into the place, uh, PetSmart, Pet and we're trying to do training. So, And so I think just using very, very, very extreme caution. And if you have to use treats, then cut down their actual food. I see a lot of people saying, well, I have to use treats because we're training and he's, you know, he's kind of a a handful right now. Well, then just cut down their actual food that they're giving, you're giving for a meal. Um, Some people will also use, like they'll measure out their amount of food. Like if their dog gets two cups twice a day, you know, they're putting that four cups of food in a container and throughout the day, if they're feeding treats, they're feeding it from that container so that whatever is left over is, is the dog's full daily ration, no matter what, nothing else. Um, and I think that's a really good idea. And then for me, just no table scraps. I feel that is the biggest problem. Um, I can go through so much calculating and making it all perfect and I'm all excited and I send home this diet plan 
And then we get the dog back for weight, for weighing, and the dog has gained weight. And I'm just like scratching my head thinking, there's no way, you know, unless the dog has a thyroid problem, that I gave you this plan and the dog is bigger. But then they'll say, well, she won't take her pills, you know, so we use a little bit of like mashed potatoes or like cheese. I'm just like, okay, well, if you have to use that, you have to subtract what you're actually feeding per meal. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yes, it does, definitely. And um, table scraps, yes, because especially if there's children around, there's going to be um, food items th- very well could be throughout the house. You know, if a teenager might eat the pizza in the bedroom, but maybe the, the crust is still on the plate and then suddenly the crust is gone, who ate the crust? And then, you know, uh, I'm thinking of little Linus, uh, uh, one of our clients, adorable little dog, comes from the most wonderful family. But... um I, I came in one day to pick him up, and, you know, if I ever mention that, um, I mean, I know I've mentioned to the owners there and, and caregivers and stuff that, you know, he waits under that table because he knows something's going to fall, and sometimes <laughs> they're like, no, 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 we're real careful, we're real careful, but I've watched, you know, <laughs> and just a little <laughs> bit, he knows, you know, and then as soon as somebody gets up to get go into the kitchen and grab something, I watched him. And he doesn't have long nails, so you can't hear him. You know what I mean? Moving about. <laughs> Jumped on the chair, put front paws on the table, snatched the whole piece of toast, went under the, you know, jumped down, went under the chair and ate it. Nobody knew. I stayed around and chatted for a little bit. Nobody knew. And so you, you could have a very smart dog who's overweight, and there's a reason why, because he's outsmarting you. You know, they can climb some of these guys. They can reach, happens very fast. They can eat a plate of food or a partial plate of food very, very quickly if they know they need to, you know, like they know that you're, you're facing, you're walking away, but you'll come back. They they know how many seconds they've got and to get back into position to look innocent. You know what I mean? So just. (laughs) I laugh, but I know it's not funny, but Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know. Not funny when it happens, but yeah, I've, I'm usually really, really careful um, at the building when I'm eating lunch because I've got a, you know, I, I have it set up for dogs, you know, nothing for humans at all. So I'm, I'm always in an uncomfortable position, you know, eating in an, <laughs> on top of a loft or on a metal stool or, you know, but you're locked in a crate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and no. you can relax and eat. <laughs> I know. Hey, that's an idea. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> ha ha, Nana and Abubu, you can't catch me now, guys. But um, but um, that reminded me uh, of my son. He, he and his wife just had a baby and back in uh, late December. And I was looking through his baby photos to send to, um, to him. And one of them was one time when he was, I don't know, must have been 18 months, maybe, maybe two years old. And we were at a family gathering, and we could not find my little Christopher. You know, where's Chris? Where's Christopher? Sure enough, in the dog crate with the dog and the door shut. So <laughs> it does happen <laughs> accidentally. But, um, but yeah, so uh, that's so important. But I, I always just worry about over that, that excitement, you know, of spring. We're all going to get in shape. Let's get out there. But it's just like tone it down just a little bit because they can't always tell us. You know, we don't know. You know, how it's affected, you know, the weight gain has affected their joints. You know, sometimes you can go year after year after year and your dog seems the same no matter what season. But then out of the blue, aging process starts to happen. No warning. They can't tell us. But you'll find out with their joints or their hips or something, you know. Um, and and so we just don't want to overdo it. I just want to caution about that, pet appreciators, for sure, for sure. Um so moderate exercise, up it a little bit, but but start out, you know, realistic. I guess that's the right word, isn't it, Dr. Nicole? Just be realistic. Yes. It, it reminds me of a time that I brought Millie and Bonnie to the dog park. This was a couple of years ago. And Millie was so excited, and she just blasted into the, into the park, ran up the hill, yelped, and came back limping. And so... We had to leave. We we were there for four minutes, but I said, we got to go. You you came in a little too hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. And those smells, too, that's probably propelling them forward faster and faster. Um, so, yeah, all those new smells of spring, those fun new smells we don't particularly always enjoy, but they sure do. But, yeah, and... and um, 
you know, you mentioned the low calorie treats of the fruits and the veggies. I have one question. I don't know if you if you um, have ever taken the time to look this up, Doctor Nicole. It's not sort of a common question, but you know, you can buy carrot sticks. You know, like um, let me let me rephrase it. Um, pet appreciators, I'm sure you you can help me with this too. Packages of peeled baby carrots, like the little tiny ones, like this almost the size of your fing- your pinky, but not quite. They're already peeled and they're kind of rounded. You know, for parties, you know, just for dipping, you put them on a party tray. That way you don't have to peel them or cut them. It's already done for you, like little baby carrots. And so I often toss those in with their meals or sometimes put a little bit of peanut butter on and give it to them. We're not real big at the Urban Dog um, for treats, um, for dog walking or, or um, uh you know, doggy daycare, the field trips that we do, the boarding, it's just my philosophy. One, it's its kind of a big financial expense when you're dealing with so many dogs like that. Plus, there's so many, you know, allergies and personal preferences from owners, and I want to be respectful of all that. But on occasion, you know, I'll do those little carrot sticks with peanut butter. Um, but like some of my bigger dogs that kind of inhale the food, you know, that carrot stick's basically comes right out and so you know at the at the end of the day and I just think well I don't think that dog got any nutrients from that carrot but I don't know is there if they don't stop to chew it real thoroughly do do they just miss out on what it could have offered them in terms of nutrition (laughs) that's a very good question I'm I'm surprised by that but um I guess it's cammy yeah, that's weird. I'm just sitting here like, well, that's odd. Uh, yeah, I wonder if she chewed it or, or her gut motility must be just so fast that it just woof, like went through her. I mean, I that's very interesting. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, very interesting. Yeah. So the whole carrot. Well, just those little ones. You know, you buy those prepackaged yeah. ones. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, I'm I'm so I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's just like, dang, you know, you got that carrot cami for a reason. There's nutrients in there, you know, <laughs> like shoot. Right, and you didn't even chew it either. Yeah. No, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, but whatever, uh, uh, Dr. Nicole, how do you feel about um, uh, the feeding stations? Uh, they're like a toy, and they're an intellectual stimulating kind of thing where you have to kind of search and use their paws to get the food out. You know, those little. Food, yep. you know what I mean? Activity centers. Yeah, yes. I think those are great. Yeah, Is that good in terms of obviously helping them slow down? Obviously, intellectual stimulation, obviously. Um, but is that good for weight control loss too, just to get them to slow down? Does it matter in terms of losing weight, how fast they eat or how slow they eat in terms of digestion and all that? I don't think so. Um, th- there are certain... I mean, I think if they're slowed down a little bit, they have more of a chance to feel full. But there are some diets out there, too, that, that like prescription diets, of course, that, that are like targeted to help these dogs feel full. There's like different types of fibers and things like that. So for some of the very overweight animals, I think a, a food that really hits that satiety center and has those extra fibers in it is probably a better option only because they feel full. And then you're able to feed more of that kibble because it is, or the wet food, but you're able to feed more because it is very low calorie. So I think the activity centers definitely help to slow them down so that they have a chance to feel like they're satisfied. Um, but the the thing that I don't like is some of these diets have like five 150 calories per cup, which if you're trying to achieve weight loss with your dog, they're really not going to be able to eat a lot of that food. And so I would recommend using like a low calorie food. Um, And if they're significantly overweight, we always say if they're a seven out of nine for body condition score or higher, they probably need a prescription diet so that you're able to make sure that they're ingesting the amount of protein they need per day. Um, Because dogs need like one gram, I think, per pound of body weight and cats are twice that. So that's the main thing when they're, when we're cutting down food amounts, we have to be careful that we're not cutting down the protein requirements too, because they need protein for weight loss. Okay, and basically one, for dogs, one gram of protein per their weight, pound of weight or whatever. Okay, good to know. That's something that I'm going to calculate when I get 
uh, get a chance. I, I I hope that I'm right on target with my little pups. Um, but anyways, well, it just, now I'm sitting. Oh, oh, now no. I'm sitting here wondering if it's pound or kilogram. I'm gonna have to look that up, and I'll text it to you. I think it's pound, but I'll look that up and send it to you. It's either because we always do a lot of everything in kilograms for pets. So you you take their body weight and you divide by two point two. That's how we calculate everything. So I'll have to check. I think it's per pound though. But yeah, I'll look into it and I'll let you know. Okay. All right. And then I do want to move on to the other topics. However, I have one follow-up question. You know, we talked about these um, feeding stations, um, activity centers, whatever. Um, I don't have time to ask it before the commercial break, but I want to just quickly ask it. And it has to do with plastic. It has to do with plastic. Um, and I'll just save my thoughts with that, and we're gonna we're gonna just go right into a commercial break. But I do want to ask that before we move on to the next topic. Pet appreciators, please stay with us as we go into another commercial break. Uh, love spending some day, Sunday mornings with you. Please stay with us. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. March is Auto Show Month at Rudy Luther. This means throughout the month, they'll have great auto show deals on all new Toyotas. My first Toyota love was the RAV4, and it's completely redesigned for 2019. And the new RAV4 Hybrid will be here soon. Remember, buy a new Toyota and get a $250 gift card. Trade in a vehicle on a new Toyota and get another $250 gift card. That means a total of $500 in savings. Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley and online at RudyLutherToyota.com. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theatre. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at eatlocalminnesota.com. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday, we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. I'm Nick Slavic, proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I speak nationally and internationally on the subjects of entrepreneurship, trades reform, apprenticeship, craftsmanship, and coding science. I've created a rigorous apprenticeship program where I find, train, inspire, and mentor young people in my craft. The result is an ultra-professional crew of craftspeople that cares about their work and your project. We're not like other contractors. Visit N-I-C-K-S-L-A-V-I-K.com. That's NickSlavic.com to learn more. Thanks for sticking with us, pet appreciators. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday morning with us. It's Kathy Menard and Dr. Nicole Peralt, your hosts here on the Pet Connection Show. Last segment here um, before the end of the show, but I I wanted... um, I don't want to spend any more time on obesity, but I did want to spend a little bit of time on these these feeding systems, these um, toy feeding systems, um, feeding centers or whatever they're called. Um, and what what confuses me, because I, I wanted to mention that there's a, a new one out there. So if you've tried some and they've sort of 
um, worked for a while and now your dog is looking for something else or whatever, if you just want to rotate between the feeding stations just to always keep, you know, mealtimes and, you know, that intellectual st- stimulating and fun and that kind of thing. But there's a new one out there called SPOT, all capital letters, S-P-O-T, SPOT Push and Pop Slow Feeder. It's for dogs and cats. And it's a brand new product. And so I don't know if stores have them yet, but I bet you could find them online. But the reason why I brought that up, uh, two things. One um, is that it won best in show in the boutique category at the 2019 Global Pet Expo, which recently just ended. And that's, of course, um, the big expo is more for, you know, um, manufacturers and and of, uh, you know, pet food products, products products and toys and blankets and you know whatever pet related is just more for for the retail end of it but um but anyways that it was it was just an interesting one it's kind of kind of reminds me of a toy that I had um as a child myself just kind of hit it and things start popping out of it <laughs> so but anyways if you're looking for something different that might be it again it's called spot push and pop slow feeder but every single one of those, uh, feeding station or pl- feeding play centers or whatever they're called, they're made out of plastic. And isn't there a push, um, Dr. Nicole, not to use like plastic bowls for feeding dogs, your dogs and cats, and there's more move to just the, the metal or steel or whatever and ceramic? And so why are all these feeding things made out of plastic when there's a move like in another direction in the pet industry to go away from plastic bowls. Is this my imagination? Am I wrong? No, I think that's your, I think you're definitely right. And I certainly never thought of that, but it is very true. And you were saying it, I was just like, whoa, that is so true. So, um, yeah, I think, I think if you're feeding your pets in plastic dishes, as long as you're washing them regularly, like every day or every other day, I think you're probably okay. But the, I think the, at least to my knowledge, the worry with plastic was always that they can get little scratches in the in the material of the dish, and then that just harbors bacteria. And so animals can get issues from that. Like cats are commonly affected with chin acne, same with dogs, but we see it more commonly in cats. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, I think usually we recommend feeding them out of ceramic or like you said, stainless steel, glass, you know, anything like that. Um, but all of the activity centers that I've looked at because Petrie has to eat from a maize dish and those have all been plastic. So that's interesting. Millie even has a maize dish, my dog, that she has to eat from and that's plastic as well. So I'm intrigued. I don't know if they think like maybe there's a risk that the ceramic ones would break. I I guess I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Figure that out, Kathy. And then how, (laughs) how to, maybe it's just a matter of replacing these feeding stations if you start to notice, you know what I mean? Because they got to be hard to clean. I mean, I, I would just imagine they would be hard to clean. Especially as often as you should, yeah. I wonder right. if they're dishwasher safe or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, good question. Very good question. I, I'm not sure, but maybe one day, if I remember, I'll find out the answer. So, and if Now I'm you scared happen- because my cats have one that's plastic and I don't wash it. Ah! It's an activity <laughs> center that they have to stick their feet in, you know, their paws in. So Yeah, yeah. And then, and that's a whole nother thing. If they're using their paws to get the food out, if they just came in from outside. Ugh, yeah. Or the litter box. Yeah, that's not good. You're giving me more to worry about, Kathy. I know. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But oh well. Um, But food for that, pet appreciators, and and we'll work on an answer. I just hope that you're listening the day that we find it. (laughs) So, um, but anyways, you know, I'm not going to have time to get into both of them. Um, so the one that I'm not going to get into, but I definitely want to have in the future, um, will just be about opioids and how, you know, I didn't know this, pet appreciators, I did not know this, but that some um, opioid addicts are using some of their pet medications um, to help feed their addiction. And for pet owners that might have some of these extra pills around, you know, if you don't know that your kids are experimenting or maybe getting into it or something, um, you know, that you know, 
that might be medication that you want to hide or toss if your dog does, doesn't need it anymore. There's so much I want to get into about that. So much. I'm just going to stop it right now because it, it can be almost a whole show. And I, and I hate to start something and not not get into it. So on hold, we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a few weeks. Um, but I did want to mention, you know, there's there are times when, um, unfortunately, dogs will get cancer. Dogs and cats, and um, you know, sometimes it's bone cancer. And I know that if there's ever any inkling of, of uh, research that we hear about, we want to make sure we let you know, and you and your vet can go ahead and, and do whatever sort of research and follow up that you think might be helpful with that. But there is one that I did want to pass on, and I'm just going to have Dr. Nicole say anything she wants in probably 30 seconds because we don't have, we only have a couple minutes here. But just in case, you know, this comes up with your pet or you're going through it right now, again, it's bone cancer. There is an experimental vaccine for bone cancer in dogs. And it's very promising because it could also be a roadmap for bone cancer in humans. Every year, there's about 10,000 dogs diagnosed with bone cancer, much less in humans, about 800 to 900. And half of those are kids, which just breaks my heart. But basically, what they're doing research, and this is out of the University of Missouri, okay? It's a professor named Jeffrey... Brian's Bryant, and and he's a um, yeah he, he he's very involved with this in a couple different departments, um, both the human and both the canine, and um, but they're showing some promising results in terms of longer life, longer remission, better quality remission, less side effects than chemo. And, um, and yeah, again, it's the College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Missouri. And I found it on, on um, a news article on usnews.com, you know, just US News, US World News, I think it is, it's dated February 5th of this year. So, um, again, there are, when you get the diagnosis of cancer, there isn't an, a tremendous amount out there in the veterinary field. But it's growing in terms of research and medication and options and treatments. It's growing. Um, and so just, you know, if you're in that situation, do your research with your vet. And, and I'm just giving you a little tiny seed here in case that comes up, you know, in the future for you. And that's kind of all I wanted to say. But Dr. Nicole, you got 30 seconds on that. Well, I, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's great that they're doing the study. Um, osteosarcoma is a devastating diagnosis and especially you know whenever I've had to tell somebody this terrible news it's usually been when the dog's like five or six years old and that is just so unfair so I think hopefully this is something that will be I mean a life-saving discovery right right and and, the, and they're in the beginning stages of it but very very promising um, you know at the moment so if we hear of anything like this we just want to put it out to you and, and your veterinarians and, and you guys can decide what to do from there uh, pet appreciators next week a, a dietitian canine dietitian uh, she's been on before she'll be on again next week we hope you can join us then have a great week everybody 